theyeshiva.net. I think I want to thank Abnuchim Fried for uh, all the tech work here. Installing a new camera, making sure the internet is working. <laughs> so thank you very much for all the avoid, a lot of work. <clears throat> we are in Bechaydash Ashlishi, Parshas Yisrael, page Samach Zayan, column 2, or 133 in the English. Page 133, on top it says Yisrael. Today's class is dedicated by Jeffrey Goodfriend. Thank you very much, Rabbi Jeffrey. We really, really appreciate it. You should have a lot of Hatzlocha and Bracha in everything. Adbli Dai. So in the last class, after a long discussion about the Torah being called Oiz and Tushia, Oiz for the Nefesh Alekis, Tushia for the Nefesh Habahamas, empowering the soul to emancipate itself, from the Nartic, from the Meiser, from the, from the covers, from the blockages, from the prisons. Explaining the Gemara that when somebody is immersed in Torah, they create peace. In the higher reality, in the lower reality. Explaining what that means. Bishalom, Beis Shalom. What peace is, the connectivity, the attachment. And then addressing the big question that just like the soul came into a body, the, the Torah also came in to its body. <clears throat> and then he went into the discussion of the lamer by Asaris Adibris. What the lamer is. Apparently everybody was there, so you don't have to repeat it to anybody. And the main point the Balatanya made was that the lamer is not that it should be repeated because people were not there, but the lamer is actually the entire message that as a result of that experience, for eternity, the people were given the capacity, the power, that when we learn, it should essentially be a lamer, it should essentially be a continuum of Maimed Harsina. Tan l'shoyni imra secha, ka'ina achira ka'ira. The Pasuk says until him, tan l'shoyni imra secha. Literally it means, my tongue will will utter your words. So he says the word tan means oina. In, in Gemara, oina is oina acher hakaira. It's a response. It's like when the chazan says something and the crowd repeats after him. That's called oina. You answer. You you. It's like a response, like a chorus that where they respond. The Gemara says in Sukkah about halal, the way they used to do it was they would say halaluka and everybody would say halaluka, avdei Hashem, every pasuk, every stanza. He would say, and everybody was Aina. So Tan L'shoinim Resecha means that the experience of Torah could be one in which my tongue, my mouth, is responding, is repeating your words. What is repeating your words? Because the lamer, the words were given that they should be able to be repeated. What does it mean to be able to be repeated? That all the learning sense afterwards, when Beishamai speaks, it's Beishamai's mind and mouth becoming a conduit for the revelation of Maimed Har Sinai. When any Tana or Amerah speaks, it's Dvaray Asher Samti Befichat, my words that come through your mouth. It's not just an independent, detached person using their own mind or heart and mouth. But it's Vaidabra Lekim Eskola Dvaray Meila Lamer, that throughout all of the generations, 
these words can be lamer. That a person's learning is what what is it really? It's a, it's Maimed Har Sinai. It's the revelation of Maimed Har Sinai. That was the main uh, the main nekuda. In other words, to put it in very simple English, the chief quality, the 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 main quality of learning, the real main quality of learning is the suspension of ego. And ego even in its most benign and sophisticated term. That's the main quality. You would think it's a good thing to suspend your ego. It's not a, that is essentially the Nikuda, the bitl. Let's now see further because this book elaborates even more. So with the second column, almost at the end of the paragraph, um, the line starts, Tan l'shoyni imrasecha. Maybe like 15, 20 lines from the bottom. 133. So, means that Hashem spoke these words in a way of lamer, that they can be repeated. What does it mean they can be repeated? Not that I could say it over. It means something much deeper. That till the end of generations, when a person is, is learning Torah, it shouldn't be his words. It should all be a lamer. It should be the divine words, even though they're being facilitated and channeled through a particular person, and through a particular mind, and through a particular mouth. And as he says, even though the Gemara is filled with names, Beishamai said this, Beisillel said this, Rebakiva yeah. said this, Rebiyasi said this, Rebmeyer said this, Rebihuda said this. It doesn't say Hashem said this, Hashem said this, Moshe said this. <laughs> Moshe said it. So everything is Moshe. So he says that's true. But that's the Chiddush of Lamer. The Chiddush of Lamer is that the person is saying it. And the person is using his resources, whatever resources we have. Intellectual, emotional, perspectives, hashkafa, rigorous mind, of course mouth. That, that's what the person is doing. They're using their own individual resources. But what makes it Torah? What makes it Torah? He says, it's the, it's called the Dvar Hashem that comes through this person. It's, it's Dvar Hashem And that's a Chiddush. Because if Torah was just saying words, okay, saying words. But a lot of the Svaras, it's, it's, it's Seichaldika Svaras. It's, it's logical Svaras. You have arguments about issues like Migui and Chazaka and Shtar. All about people's nature when a person is suspected of lying and not suspected of lying. It's very, a lot of it, especially the Masechtas that deal with civil law and civil judgment and civil societies and the Zikin and all that. And even in other Masechtas, it employs methods and formulas and different perspectives of Seichel. Comes down to Rebbe and says, what makes it Torah is not, he had a good brain. He had a good brain too. That's not the Nekuda. The Nekuda is that through this Seichel, the Chachmosoy Shalakadosh Baruch Hu is being manifested. There's a divine wisdom that is coming through. And that's something very easy to lose. <laughs> it's very, it's a very subtle point. You can say, it's a text. 
It has its rules, how you have to apply it. Some people are good at it, some people are not so good at it. Yeah, it has its rules, and it's there's a lot of logic there, and a lot of svara there. But the nekud is, it's pshittas, it's a lakus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this was a special koyach that was given to the Jewish people, that their learning should be able to be a lamer. And what does this mean? He says, this is what real bittel means. The bittel is that it's not my words. My words are, so to speak, Hashem's words, and my mouth is a mouthpiece, is a conduit. So that the learning should be able to coincide, and not only coincide, be an experience of absolute bittel and alignment, that's the tan l'shaynim resecha that Matan Taira gifted the world with. So he continues and he says, even though by Matan Torah they only heard the ten sayings, that's true. But as it says in many places, Rashi brings, it's Klolos Kola Torah, it encompasses all of Torah. Meaning, So when they received the Aseris Adibris, it didn't just they did hurt ten sayings, ten Allahs. They essentially received the whole Torah. Leah's prinas bittel etzlam. Ledvar Hashem hamedaber befihem. Veliyas rakaina achraimer. The whole Torah is encapsulated in those ten dibris. So what they heard, what they received the Matan Torah was essentially something that was relevant to the entire Yiddishkeit, to the entire Torah. That they received the whole Torah in a way of lamer. What's that in a way of lamer? That the limud of the Torah, the learning throughout all the generations, the Jewish people, should be able to be in a state of bittel, in a state of oneness, of alignment to the Dvar Hashem, to the word of Hashem that speaks through their mouth. It's, it's like Hashem is learning. He's learning through my body, through my soul, through my mind, through my heart. So essentially, I'm being, I'm, I'm responding. The whole Torah and he says, So real limudat Torah, real learning of Torah, what is it? It's the ultimate experience of bitl mamash. Because it's the gili of Eirein Seif, lamata below, in the person learning. As it is lamayla, means in a, in a completely higher plane where the person's identity is not felt in a conscious way. So because of this in the learning of Torah is the could be the gili of here below within the human experience, within the human identity, within the physical world. That would be the most well, it's the, the most basic litmus test is if my ego becomes attached to the svara, to the idea I just said, obviously it's uh, it's detached. I'm de- in a detached place. It's the same minion. The obsession to come up with chidushim is obviously... Listen, sometimes, you know, sometimes you need to motivate a young person. Okay, so... You know, you have to know how you motivate. Sometimes, you know, you give children a candy, and adults also get candies. Different type of candy. 
But what's the Nakuda of Torah? <laughs> Candies are fine. You give you give cotton candy and potato chips as rewards. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea, I'm coming up with a chiddush, <laughs> is the antithesis of mat, of matan Torah. <laughs> I'm coming up with a chiddush, both the am and the chiddush. He says the real Torah is lamer. <laughs> Then it's not me, and then it's not a chiddush. Beidinisht. That's the biggest chiddush. The biggest chiddush is bittel. There's no chiddush like bittel. <laughs> All the other chiddushim are fake chiddushim. <laughs> All the other chiddushim are investing energy to create counterfeit identity. The biggest chiddush, the biggest chiddush is the oneness. The, 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 the loss of the ego. That's the whole union of Torah. That's what he said. That's the whole Nikud of Torah. Lamer. So when Torah becomes a tool for Natschanis, right? I'm going to win you. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm just, I'm just missing the point. It's not just Bittal is a good thing because it's a humility is a good thing. That is the whole Nekudah that happened by Matan Torah. The Kayach, that it should all be lamer. It should be a continuum from my Matan even though it's coming through me. And you have to use your mind. If you don't use your mind, you can't learn. I have to use, I can't say, I'm shutting myself off, I'm, I'm going into a state of, of, of nothingness. Then it's not, you can't learn. That's the paradox here. So Torah answers the question, can there be a Ni Hashem Nisi within the structure of the human mind? Because so essentially, Torah is one with the source. Which source? With the source of oneness. It's Chachmasesh like Kadosh Baruch like he said. So one with the Eir Hasev of Kalam and Ani Hashem Leishanisi. So just like Hashem, you say, yeah, the world doesn't change that because the world itself is infinity. That's the consciousness of Torah. That's what Torah is. So what makes Torah Torah? What really makes it Torah? If it could be Lamer, If it could be Lamer, In other words, all the Tanoim, all the Amiraim, that which became Mishnayis and Gemara and Midrashim and Kabbalah and Pnimis Torah. It's when, when the, the letting go of ego and tuning in to the Maimed Har Sinai, to the Bittal, to the oneness of Ani Hashem Nisi that he discusses earlier in the Maimer. And that my words, my experiences, becomes a continuum of that. That, that is Dvar Hashem. It's Dvar Hashem. So, so it's not, Beshamai said it. Avada Beshamai said it. said it. But who really said it? It's Beshamai as a conduit. For Ani Hashem Leishanisi. Be'silul as a conduit for Ani Hashem Leishanisi. And I said last time, there could be many different opinions. There's a lot of machlaikas in Taita. That's not a stereotype, it's not a contradiction to Dvar Hashem. Just like the diversity of creation is not a contradiction to Ani Hashem Leishanisi. Infinity is not afraid of diversity. The diversity is also an expression of infinity. Unless you detach it from the source. And that's when my ego becomes attached to it. When my ego becomes attached to it, 
It's a complete in a different place. It's not in a different place. And maybe I should say how the way you see it also in people's relationships. Sometimes you have people who are close to each other. You take a marriage or friends or whatever it is. They can have a disagreement. Any disagreement in, in, in people's close relationships is not a bad thing. It's almost essential. Unless we're both zombies or we're both angels. But if we're real people, people have different ways of experiencing the world. It's supposed to be that way. Right? The Mishnah says, Ain de in Shavas. No two snowflakes are alike and no two people are alike. No two faces are alike and no two brains are alike and no two DNA uh, sequences are alike. So uh, there's an individuality in a person that is basically God's imprint on you. It's like, you know, his, his, his footprints, his handprints. You have your signature, I have my signature. So when two people are close, it's going to come out if it's an authentic relationship. Unless I hide half of me and you hide half of you. That's not where there's a challenge. On the contrary, that can be extremely enriching and expensive. The challenge is when insecurity or ego, which is the same thing, becomes attached to my view. You understand that? That's what happens. When I'm hearing in your view, not your view, when I'm hearing in your view, maybe a stab against me, or you're hearing that in my view. Your svada, your perspective is now associated, it's connected, maybe in my mind or in reality, but it's connected with something else. Then there's a separateness that's created. Why do you have to always disagree with me? (laughs) You know, and, and this is the Nikud in Torah also. The Machlaikasin are part of the oneness. Until the ego becomes attached to the Svada. Now it's already a whole different parsha. Now it's not Ani Hashem Leishanisi, a state of oneness. What this also means is that even a Svada that seems very technical in Gemara, it's a Chachmelikist, there's a, there's a divine energy that's being manifested. Maybe you be dealing with a very concrete thing. You think he's lying or he's not lying? You think she's lying or not lying? You think he paid back the debt or he didn't pay back the debt? Right? What do we assume? So you're basically handling with her how a chakran thinks. It's <laughs> the greatest contradiction to Achtas Hashem. But it's not. Because <laughs> it's the way Ani Hashem Leisha Nisi is looking at it. There's a divine wisdom there. So what makes a Tana a Tana? What makes an Amayr Amayr? What makes a rabbi a real rabbi? Why do people have a hard time trusting rabbis? <laughs> Not everybody, but some people. Huh? <laughs> because once your ego is camouflaged by Torah, it's the worst ego. You know what I mean? If I'm an arrogant person, I'm an arrogant person. The moment I'm not an arrogant person, I blame it on God, now it's dangerous. is going to endure. Last time I told you what the Maral says, that if it's it's not bad. It's like blue getting upset at red. There's different frequencies of light. Don't get upset at red, don't get upset at green. Don't get, on the contrary, it's beautiful. Right? The harmony of different colors, yeah? It's like a violinist getting upset at the drummer or at the celloist or at the guitarist during a symphony. Why can't you play my instrument? 
right? It's like your nose getting upset at your eyes, your kidney getting upset at your pancreas, your liver getting upset at your heart, and your brain getting upset at everybody for being so weird and different. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? That's what real machloikas is. Real machloikas is. You bring out this frequency, I bring out this frequency. That's not a problem. Thank God my nose does not do what my eyes do and my ears do something else. Thank God they don't look the same, right? What are you getting upset for? Thank God your wife doesn't think like you. Now you can have a healthy organism. But we don't think of it that way. Why? This is all me. But you not. <laughs> so he said, means, and he said it in a very pessimistic and humorous way. A machlekes that's l'shem shamayim is going to last forever. If it's a machlekes, if we could say we're fighting about fifty thousand dollars, yeah. So you take twenty-five, I take twenty-five. We're fighting about a house. We're fighting about a yerusha. It's all money, 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 money. Fine. When people say it's not the money, you ever heard that? It's not the money. Princip. <laughs> it's a princip. <laughs> Yeah. That's what, that's what Western Democrats don't understand. Westerners and Democrats believe that the fight is about territory. So split a territory and you'll be happy. You take the basement of my house, I'll take the kitchen, you take the dining room, we'll be shalom, you saw, you split the cake. That's how Americans think. And it's a nice way of thinking. Right? Huh? It's a function of money and that's it. When it's machlekes l'shem shemayim, what am? It's about money. What I? I'm going to sell God. I'm going to sell my mother. I'm going to sell my soul. I'm going to fight you out zibula basrais until the last breath. Those are the hardest machlekes to deal with. Machlekes l'shem shemayim soifuliskayim. It's not me. It's God. And here you have to be very, very careful. Because sometimes God became me instead of me becoming part of God. God became me. You understand the difference? So Shem Shemrafal Hirsch said, you know, man was created in the image of God. It doesn't mean that God was created in the image of man. <laughs> it's two different things. So what does this mean? This means that sometimes when the Torah becomes associated with any form of ego, even the most subtle ego it already undermines the very experience of Torah. It's not just you're a nice person so people will be macabre from you. It's much deeper than that. And what ego are we talking about here? We're not only talking about the ego that is toxic, we're talking even the ego of creation, the ego of separateness, the ego of Ur, the ego that he's talking in this Maimer, the ego of Tzimtzum. In other words, even the most benign ego, the real Chiddush of Matan Torah is the he says, the Gilead in Seif Baruch Hu, Lamata Kaboy Lamayla Mamash. Dani Hashem Loishanisi that can come out. And this was a special Kayach that a person should be able to learn this way. Because Lechaira, how can it be? And that's the Lamer, Vaidabel Kimas Kalad Vanamel. Don't think it was about that moment. It was all about the Lamer. The way in the future you could process things, you could think about things, it could be in a way of Lamer that you're essentially responding to the divine word. You're, you're a conduit for the divine word. Yeah. Yeah, but Torah, I understand. Lema means uh, you're just repeating or channeling. Channeling, channeling. We're using the word repeating. It's not really repeating. You're channeling it. You're a conduit. What about science? 
technology. And somebody invents something which doesn't exist in the universe, period. Let's say he uh, creates graphite or something. That, that itself is creativity. This is not a war against creativity. I, I, I see the opposite. I think we become most creative <laughs> when we know how to let go. <laughs> we, 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 we become the most creative on every level when we know how to let go of our insecurities, of our egos. We become the most creative people. Svasema says, it says next week's parasha, Dabar al-Bnei Yisrael, V'yikhuli Truma. V'yikhuli Truma, right? It's not V'yikhuli. V'yitnuli Truma. Give me a donation. Don't take a donation. I don't want you to take a donation. I want you to give me a donation. You don't have a fundraiser get up at the dinner and say, I want everybody to take a donation for themselves. That's not good. <laughs> huh? That everybody would give. <laughs> It's a great way of making... You give me a donation. Truma means... Uh, yeah. You're being Megala. You're revealing. But so, so the Svasemis says, what's the Vayikhu? So, so, so the Svasemis says, what's the Vayikhu? So something very powerful. I'll just give a marshal. You have a refrigerator, right? The refrigerator is not working. So your wife says, could you look why the refrigerator is not working? All the food is going to get ruined for Shabbos and for the Shabbat brachas. And then you say, oh, somebody unplugged it. So what do you do? You plug it into the wall. And what happens? It becomes alive. It becomes creative. Right? It does with the food what it has to do. Keep it cool. Keep it fresh. Shouldn't get moldy. Shouldn't get ruined. The word carbon we translate as sacrifice. It's not the translation. Translation of carbon is kiruf. It's plugging in. It's becoming close. When I plug in my wire to the source of electricity, what happens? The electricity flows through me. So as Hashem says, when you're giving me something, He's not giving me something to sacrifice yourself because I'm a stronger God. My tati is stronger than your tati. And I can beat you up, so you better give me your money. V'yikhu. <laughs> you're plugging in to the source of energy. So you could become a conduit for all that energy. Yeah, you're giving. You're giving money to the Mishkan. But what does it mean you're giving money to the Mishkan? You're plugging yourself into the source of energy. So the greatest creativity is, the greatest source of creativity is, when a person could let go of their ego. That's the greatest chiddush. That's, then I become the greatest channel for creativity. And I think, if you study in history, the greatest discoveries, they're very often, there's a prerequisite of a certain uh, bittel or humility on some level, where you're ready to open yourself up to something greater. So this is even true in all aspects of life, we see. It was a French philosopher, Voltaire. He was a smart man, but he hated Jews. That's how you saw how objective his philosophy is. He was brilliant, but Jews he hated with every fiber of his being. So he once said, if there is a God, 
I want to be him. <laughs> if there is a God, then I want to be him. <laughs> why, why is he? He was, he, he wasn't Typhus the whole Nikudi. If there is a God, I want to be him. The moment there's competition, who's more creative? That's the Nikudi of Avedazara. I went out of the world of oneness. I went out of my own world. I didn't only go out of God's world. I went out of my world. You understand? So this is the greatest source of creativity. This is even the greatest source of Seichel. When the Seichel becomes a conduit, for that which is beyond seichel, it's the most powerful form of seichel. Because it's not stuck. It's not stuck in structure. It's rooted in infinity. Yeah. That didn't follow death and destruction. That was the essence of life. How can you say that total creativity follows death and destruction? Well, it follows external death. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It says in Medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu was imprisoned for many, many years in Kush, in Ethiopia. And he even says, Yisroi kept him in a pit for 10 years. There's all these, what is that all about? Moshe does disappear at some point. He shows up at 80 years old. Something happened between being a youngster and being 80. A lot went on. Where was he? So the Torah doesn't say a word about it. You know why? Because he became invisible. Teresh HaBiksav is a reflection of reality. It's not just a book of it. It's a reflection of reality. Whatever is invisible won't be visible in Torah. For 80 years, Moshe became invisible. So it's not going to be in the text. The text is a reflection of reality. That's when Moshe became Moshe. Because he was invisible, he could become Moshe. Yosef, the same thing. But Moshe's invisibility was also invisible. And that's why there was nobody like Moshe. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, but so dead that it's invisible. This death that's visible. Like, wow, this person is going through a lot. <laughs> you heard what I said? That's why only Moshe is, is Moshe. Like, come Navi Moshe. Why like come Navi Moshe? Because the death of his ego was not even visible. It's a different type. That's why he gave the Torah. It, it, it tuned into the frequency of Ani Hashem Lashonisi. People say, so why doesn't it say in Chumash, the Chazal made up a story? No. Tarishim Bixav is a reflection of that reality that's articulated. Chazal, their whole, there was no agenda. What this also means practically is, the moment you have an agenda in Tarah, it's, com- you're completely off. It's the worst thing to have an agenda. Not just because you're not going to be honest. Like a scientist who has an agenda, it's not going to be good science. If I go in to study genetics or to study cosmology, and I want to prove that you don't need God, my science is going to be distorted. It happens every day. I'm going to ignore certain things. Not because I want to, but because the agenda guides science. Even if, if nobody sees it, and I don't see it, but but my brain knows it. Certain things I'm going to minimize, right? You could look at a cell and go, wow! And then you could, okay, we'll, we'll figure that out next. But let's get back. Why do you just do that? We all look at the same reality. I'm enthralled by this detail and you don't notice it. That has to do with confirmation bias. Nothing to do with reality. Right? 
Just like it's in emotions. You say something to me, if you would have said the same thing to somebody else, he barely would have heard it, right? Somebody said it to you, and you're in a rage for three days. That's on a good day. (laughs) Somebody else wouldn't have heard it. What did you hear? You heard what your brain was hypersensitive to. That's called shoychad ya'aver. Why am I saying this? I forgot. Oh, when you have an agenda, when it comes to Torah and you have an agenda, when religion is about agendas, the Al-Tareb is telling here, it's not just not a good idea. It, it's, it's undermining the very nekuda, the very core of Matan Torah. It's not just, he's an Erlich he doesn't have agendas. He's not so Erlich, he has an ego. It's much, it's much more subtle and much deeper than that. Again, we live in a world of structure. So yes, I want to go get my smicha, I want to finish a mesechta, I want to achieve this, I want to finish shas, I want to do dao this year. And again, and sometimes candies are not a bad thing, right? <laughs> The Rambam says in Perish Mishnayas that you motivate people with prizes. <laughs> he, he calls it nuts, because then candies were called nuts. There were no candies. Egoism was called nash, you know? What we call today health food, they used to call nash. Right? Nuts. <laughs> today we have other prizes. <laughs> MSG. They didn't have MSG. So, so, so that's, but we have to understand what the Nakud is. So the moment there's a Nakud of agenda, it's the, the whole Nakud of Lamer is that the Kiddush of Matan is that the oneness should be able to be lived and breathed. And that, that's what Limud HaTayda is, that's what learning is, that's what teaching is. That's the whole Nakud of Taira. Should a person not learn because I'm right now in a very egotistical state? Of course you should learn. Yeah. The Rebbe used to teach me, Teich Shema doesn't mean from Shalei Lishma you're going to come Lishma. There's a lot of people don't come from Shalei Lishma to Lishma. They stick with the candies. The word is, Mitoich Shalei Lishma. The Teich of Shalei Lishma is Lishma. Deep down in the Shalei Lishma there's a Lishma. You don't have to be afraid. You may not be ready for it. When you'll be open, you'll see it. In the Teich of Shalei Lishma there's a Lishma. Because this is really what the person wants. I spoke not last year, the Shiva about self-esteem, right? And people are trying to show that the self-esteem in Judaism. It's much deeper than that. The real self is not looking for self-esteem. Self-esteem is also a trauma. <laughs> Sometimes the biggest. It assumes separateness. And as I said then, I'm not knocking self-esteem. I'm not knocking it. <laughs> but I'm saying, the, re- the real self is not looking for self-esteem. If I'm wounded, it's a certain stage of development, and it's a very important stage that we shouldn't bypass. But that, that's the Indian here. I got it. Yeah, if I'm a Shmata, that's the first step. Right, I understand. If you write on your resume, yeah? If you write on your resume, Ani Hashem Loishanisi, 
and therefore your company doesn't exist, and I also don't exist, right? So if he's a chesed and he looks at it, he's going to hire you. Oh, this is the people you need. But not everybody learned this mimer, so you have to be careful with your resume. The Al-Tarebbe had a chassid, his name was a Benjamin Klutzker. He was a very wealthy Jew. He was a merchant of Kletzk, a klutz, a klutz in, 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 in Russian is, is wood, huh? Planks of wood. A kletzer, yes. It was called Kletzker. He dealt with, uh, with wood. He was a, a merchant of lumber. He was very successful. So, uh, <laughs> I heard this story once from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He said it off of it. So he said to Benjamin Kletzker, at the end of the year, he would, you know, he had a, he went through all the checks and balances, the money that came in and the money that was spent. Everything, literally every everything he bought, everything he sold. You know, you need a, you need a, you need a seder. What was, what you call accounting today? Bookkeeping. And it came to the sachakal. You know, the sachakal, you want to know how much you spent and how much you made. And hopefully what you spent is a little less than what you made or hopefully a lot less. So he wrote sachakal, summation, ein oid mulvader. Ein oid mulvader. So he said, memanavshach. If einoid malvada, if as machstam chishbeinus, eighty ruble, a hundred ruble, just right, einoid malvada. Elamite's not einoid malvada, yeah. You need money, you need ruble, yeah. You got to sell wood, so so make the sachak of the money. He said, no, that was the whole word. Of course, you have to deal with the money. <laughs> I got to sell wood, I got to buy wood, but what's the sachakel? What's the summation of all? What's the sachakal? Not the sachakal of theology. The sachakal of all the money. Maybe it's a code word for money. Could be. A cup you have. Avadi could have said nothing exists. That's not the Chiddush of Asylum. So when it comes to Torah, when it comes to the Kud of Matan Torah... The whole union of, of of an agenda of a box that you have to fit into, it's it's contrary to the whole nekuda of lemer, and that and that's the chiddush of Torah, and that's the nekuda of matan Torah, and that's why even though it was enclosed in the physical, as he said before, trumas, maestros, and so forth, it remains kulachad, and that's why Torah, when it's learned this way can free the soul when it's learned this way because it's an attachment with that which transcends all of the brokenness of separateness bittel is the most creative thing in the world it's 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 literally you're plugging in your soul your brain into the source of all electricity. <laughs> Imagine my computer is dead. Yeah? So I tell my computer, you know what? I'm plugging you into the wall. The computer says, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't plug me into anybody. I'm not gonna I don't have to connect to anybody. I don't need anybody. Self-confidence. What happens to the computer? Kaput, you gadal. I tell the computer, I want your genius, I want your genius, I want your genius to come out. I want you to facilitate your genius. Okay, plug me in. That's what Bittel means. Huh? 
depends what you're plugged into. If I'm plugged into the source and I become a channel for that, it's the greatest creativity in the world. But for that, I have to let go. <laughs> I have to let go from the need not to plug myself in. Isolation, loneliness, right? My insecurity is basically, I'm not plugging into anything. I, I'm going to be creative. When I plug into the source, to the ultimate source of creativity, and I become a channel for that, it's the, it's the deepest creativity. It's also the most, it's also the most interesting. So it doesn't take away, doesn't stifle creativity. It opens it up. Make sense or not? When you say there's no ego, you're talking about asiya yitzide briyatzilis, oilamisa ein saif shalamaylamatzilis, tzimtzum lifnatzimtzum. I don't know who did that. Yitzide legabe asiya, there's no ego. Briya legabe, but legabe briya, there is an ego. Briya doesn't have an ego. Legabe yitzide, legabe yitzide, has a very big ego. It's but but it's it's but once I'm in that frequency. It's already a different type of ego. Yeah, if that's what you mean, there's a certain element of, of, of oneness. The deepest level is Ani Hashem Nisi that he describes here, that the whole Briya was Baruch Sha'amar Vahaya Ailam. It was just, it was just a Dibur. When he connected like that, it's just the feeling in the body. Let's just translate Yeah. Feeling in the body is a one of fire or one of very calm. Wow. You want to know if at that moment the nervous system is on fire or the nervous system is the calmest it ever was. What do you think? Nadav and Aviyu tried and they perspired. made a mistake. They were very holy people. They didn't want to come back. Nadav and Aviyu learned the first half of the Maimer, not the second half. They learned the first half of every Maimer, Nadav and Aviyu. No, no, I'm serious. Ain't soif, oneness, right? The world is tzimtzum, boom, I'm done. I know that in today's culture, the, 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 the popular answer would be the most calm. And that's probably true very often. But there's probably other situations where the body responds in a different way. But even then, the fire is not a fire of anxiety or tension. The fire is a fire of perhaps profound passion and yearning. And therefore it's not a contradiction to calmness. Because it's not escaping. Right? Calmness we always see as, you know, going into the reality rather than escaping it. When the passion is a passion that's coming from a very authentic place, not from a fear of isolation or the fear of authenticity, so then the calmness and the passion are not a contradiction to each other. I hope you understood what I said, because I'm not sure I did. But you know, I don't know that it has to have a certain look exactly what the ner- what the nervous system has to look like. Well, it's very calm, because when a child is born, it's usually very calm. Right. And no. it's in a state of Mamash Right. So cal- calmness is, yeah, the body is calm. It's very, very calm. But I'm just saying, I don't think we have to negate. You know what it's in, in Eastern disciplines, bliss is everything. There's only bliss. There's nothing else. 
Bliss, bliss, bliss. But there's something deeper than that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what gives a rabbi a real power? What gives a rebbe? What gives the tanoyim, the amayroyim? What gives them the real power? The answer is not what they had. It's what they had not. Ego. It's not what they had. You're a genius. Yeah, it helps that the guy knows his stuff, obviously. But what the real koyach is, not what he has. What gives the rabbi, the real rabbi, the ultimate, the real power, the koyach is complete powerlessness. Bittel mamish. And if there's anything else but that that gives him the power, be careful. Be careful. If the real power of Beishamai, Beishilel, the Tanoyim, the Amiroyim, comes from powerlessness, powerlessness in the most creative way, Bittel, then take more of it. Because <laughs> then you're plugging in your computer, you're plugging in your brain to the source of the electrons. Good, good for you. It's always V'yikhuli Truma. If I'm giving to you, if even if I'm giving myself over to you, but I'm getting all my creativity, that's the Rebbe you want. You may give away everything. You give away everything. Because Bittl, you give away everything. But at the end of the day, it's Why? Because you become your best self. You become the most creative self. That, that you should trust. And if I don't trust that, then... I feel bad for myself that I can't plug in. But if what's demanded of me is abnegating, right? Me, because you're more powerful and I want to be accepted and validated, then uh, just be careful. You're gonna get, you may get hurt and your children may get hurt even more. Abnegated meant to schmetter in the Gansaleben. For a dictator. That's the simple Yiddish. Uh, self-abnegation means self-destruction. That's the opposite of bittel. How do you know it's bittel versus destruction? How do you know? Right? How do you know? And the answer is, if by plugging into this source, I become a channel for, oh, wow, look what's flowing through me. That's bittel. V'yikhuli <laughs> truma. You get much more than you give because you're now a channel for infinity. Wow. And there's zero ego here because you're a channel. But there's the most creativity here. Most creativity comes when there's zero ego. Least creativity is the more ego. Least creativity. Adam Chashav Shaini. That's what the Alshech says. The Alshech writes, Reb Moshe Alshech, there's a he says that the Gemara says in Kiddushan, Dav Zayin, that the man gives the ring or the money to the woman and he betrothes her, right? What if she gives the money? It's not Kedushin. He has to give the money. <laughs> you got to pay the bills, not her. <laughs> right? But the Gemara says, what happens if this man is a, something very special? He's a unique person. So when she gives him something, the fact that he received it, sometimes you give something to somebody, the fact that they receive it, yeah, if you have somebody, a really a beloved tzaddik, a rebbe, something really special, the very fact that he took it from you, 
and you felt that you gave that to him and he it meant something to him, you got something that, that's worth a lot of money, so to speak. So the Gemara says in that case, she's Makudish. It's an interesting Gemara. It can also be misconstrued. You understand when a husband comes to a wife and says, by the way, I'm the Adam Chashuv. So the more you give me, the more you're getting, you realize, right? So you should be, right? I once heard a couple. She's Makudish. Yeah. No, because he she, she he didn't give anything. She gives him a hundred dollars, whatever she gives him. That's one could, but but you need but you halachically right. The the man needs to give. So the Gemara says that's called giving by taking, and and we also know emotionally sometimes receiving something is the greatest form of giving. You know, by the way, you know, somebody wants to give you something. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Right? Sometimes, maybe you don't need it, but they need it. <laughs> it's not always a mitzvah to say you don't need it. Sometimes it's a big mitzvah to say I do need it. Think about somebody else. And not always, but sometimes. Say thank you. Yeah. Sometimes the greatest need of a person is to feel needed. It's one of the great, to feel needed. So don't just say, I don't need it. So all your work was what? Worthless. And, and I'm very humble because I don't need anything. The person now feels like a shmata. You know, they worked for two weeks. Oh, I don't need it. You know, a guy had a birthday party. His family worked hard to make a birthday. And they made a beautiful thing. And he came and said, oh, I, I don't need all this. And he felt very good about himself. <laughs> what do I need? I don't even exist. <laughs> Bittle. His poor wife worked for a month to put it together. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? People don't... Uh... Bittle can also be narcissistic, abyssal. What, what do I need? I don't even exist. I don't matter. <laughs> so everything you did for a month, you were really stupid, because I don't matter. Anyway, so the al says... That she's the Gemara says she's Makudish. She says that's prat v'yichuli truma. If I can give something to God, and He says, "Yeah, wow, I really need your money. I need it." Wow, v'yichu. If you take it to a deeper level, right? What is it really saying? It's not two separate people. You know, you're a hush of a person, so you took a gift from me, so I gained more. It's really saying something very subtle. There are certain forms of giving which are ultimately taking because the giving and the taking is the same. Not because you're selfish. Because that's what God means. And here we come back to some very... If we mean, if God is an entity that lives in heaven, which is the pagan idea of God, then giving to God means, right? Like you give me a check. So the money leaves your account and it goes into my account. But that's paganism. That's avoidizada even though it's a little bit entrenched by some of us. That's the problem with the word God. That's why he uses the word ain't safe. <laughs> but if God is ain't what does ain't safe mean? <laughs> ain't safe means reality. So if somebody says, you know, plug into reality, what does that mean? <laughs> the money is not leaving you. <laughs> now you become part of reality. You're plugged into reality. You're plugged in. 
to consciousness. You're plugged in to Ein Saif. You're plugged into awareness. You're plugged into creativity, to the creator of creativity. So giving is taking, and taking is giving. Real taking is giving. But it's because there's no separation, you understand? The plug, the, the electricity is not a competition with your computer. <laughs> because electricity is not busy trying to put away money. Electricity is a source. It's a, it's a divine energy. Electricity doesn't say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm being used for, for his phone, not your phone. Pay me more. If electricity had that model, we would all be in trouble. Oh, electric companies have that model. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, the moment we're going to tune into solar energy, right? There's going to be a lot of money saved because the sun has no issue. The Gemara has an expression, Shimsha kula almanaycha. The sun doesn't care. <laughs> I don't need you to send me a monthly bill. I don't need you to send me a monthly check for the sun. Acts as the sun. So the same is true with a Rebbe. That, that's what the Nikud of a Rebbe is. We live in a generation because there's so much cynicism. And the cynicism comes because of corruption. And because of people who have been burnt. So often we go to the other extreme and we lose the ability to trust. We lose the ability to have bittle when you when when when, when it's the most beautiful thing in the world. We cut ourselves off. It's because some electricity, some, some plug abused me, you know, I got an electric shock. So what do I do? I never plug in again. So some of us got electric shocks from all these ideas. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm done. But the computer remains a little lifeless. <laughs> right. I know that. When I say ego... When I say ego, I don't mean the ego of Aniva Afsiyoid. We have very little of that in our culture today. I'm looking for it everywhere. <laughs> we have very little of that. You still have a few people, Baruch Hashem, but, uh, but generally the ego today is insecurity. The ego today that we see is the ego of, of, of brokenness, of, huh? Even the rabbis, yeah. <laughs> Just talk to them for a few minutes. Huh? Sometimes I display my insecurity through a big ego, but it's not. It's very little of that. Insecurity can mean that you feel that you're vessel of Hashem, but you question. Yeah, that's ego. I shouldn't use the word ego, just because I'm not talking about ego here. I'm talking about separateness, loneliness, isolation, brokenness, living in deep, deep solitariness and fear and anxiety. But I call it ego because ego is easing God out. It's, it's, it's trying to make sense of a self that is shattered to one degree or another. Shattered again doesn't necessarily mean because of a dramatic event. That too. But sometimes other stuff, you know, all of us get broken in the world. I know that. With a computer and a fridge, there's no issue. <laughs> because Huh? It's not judgment. Where's their judgment here? It's the opposite of judgment. Huh? Why, why, why he feels this, you feel this judgment here? Yeah. If I trust and I get burnt, I plugged in and I got an electric shock 
and I was almost electrified to death. <laughs> it's like an electric chair. Don't, te- don't talk to me about electricity, you know what I mean? Huh? No. Where's the criticism? So how do I know somebody's teaching Torah? How do I know somebody's te- how do I know somebody's living Torah? Why do I call these words Dvar Hashem? That's a big thing to call a human human words the word of God. Wow. So what does it feel like? What does it feel like in the body when you're hearing Torah? Right? So so the key issue is and 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 you have to really be able to have the antennas even to notice this. But what is it that the soul notices? If the, if the, sure. Torah, if the person who's teaching the Torah is, is uh, Sadiq and Gadam and that's the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> if he's not, he knows, <laughs> so it's all his time. Huh? You want more, yeah. You see how he treats other people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a person may want more heroin, but which part of them wants more heroin? The part that wants to numb their pain or the, the living part? So, so what we're learning here is that, you know, how do I know it's real Torah? What, what does that look like? And the answer to that is, When what the person, the energy that's being transmitted, as he says, it's all a lamer. What does it mean it's all lamer? The person that's communicating, and what they're communicating is, I feel, and I'm, what's resonating is, that this is a conduit for pure oneness of Ein Seif. Undiluted oneness of infinity. It may come through the prism of, of pilpul and logic and intricacies, but at the core, that's what it is. Huh? How do you recognize it? <laughs> I know you need the antenna. You're right, you need the antenna too <laughs> that are sensitive to this. How do you recognize it? I don't know. How do you recognize it? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't deceive this. It's either MS or not MS. The less Metsias you feel from the teacher, the more tighter it is. The more Metsias, the more it's obstructing. Very good. Thank you, Nechemia, for the validation. He just said, I'm a nobody. That's why you're sitting here. <laughs> yeah. So see, you want to say that if there is a, so if I if I'm plugged in, for example, to Rabbi Weibo's shear right now, either here or virtually, you plugged in. Let's correct it. The Alter Rebbe's mimer. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. If the arrogance comes through together with the Torah, it it becomes it becomes very. Uh, there's a vart, there's a there's a vart. I think it's from Bells or Rupshitz. It says in Perkei that Meirad Abach should be Kamer Shemayim. 
the fear of your Rebbe should be like the fear of God. You know, that Mishnah could be easily misconstrued. You know, I have to fear my teacher like I fear Hashem. And it could be used against people. You know what I mean? You have to fear me like you fear God. Right. So, 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 so there's a beautiful word I once saw. I think it's from Reb Naftali Rapshitzer, maybe Sar Shalom of Bells. So one of the great Sadikim. He said in Poland, he said, he said the Mishnah is not giving a commandment. The Mishnah is, is, is giving a prediction. In other words, which every commandment is really a prediction. Alter Rebbe says, Vahafta is Lashen Sivui and Lashen Haftacha. Every mitzvah is also a promise because it's organic. It's going to come out sooner or later. Right? Every real mitzvah is a promise. It's, it's, it's the design of the world. So it takes time, but that's, it, it's who you are. So, you know, it may take a couple of years, but every mitzvah is really a prediction. Vahafta means both. So he said as follows, Yehei murdered Abach Kameda Shamayim. It's a reality. This is what he says. The fear that you have from your Rebbe is going to reflect the fear that he has from God. It's like a mirror. It's almost like the fear that you have from him is not fear they have him. It's a reflection of the awe that he has from the Rebbe. It's just passed down to you. So it's just a statement. So based on his year of Shemayim, that's exactly the type of fear you're going to have from him. Unless it's a very unhealthy and toxic fear of control, of manipulation. But if we're talking about awe, reverence, respect, that's going to be mamish commensurate. If his year of Shemayim is absolute, like he says here, bitl mamish, so then your awe will be unbelievably profound because the awe of him is really the awe of Hashem. Because the him is a conduit. So it's not awe of him, it's awe of Hashem. Even though it's all of him, but the whole him is not him. That's the Nakuda. If it's not that way, <laughs> if he is he, you know, um, I'm a big guy. So then your awe of him is going to be very, very different. It's going to be more control, more, you know, maybe I need Shaduchim, so I got to fit into the system and I can't say what I think, but it's not real awe because the moment I'm not there, I'm like, you know, have a good day. So whenever the awe requires that I shut my mind, I shut my heart, I don't think too much in order to be able to fit in, obviously it's a very superficial, it's a skin-deep awe. If you want the awe to be very genuine, you can't fake it. <laughs> if he's in a state where there's no he but bittel, then that awe is going to be as infinite as the awe of Hashem, because he's a channel of infinity. So he triggers infinity, because he, he's plugged in. <laughs> if he's plugged in, the electricity is flowing through him. And if he's not plugged in... So the awe is going to be, you know, much fake, more fake, or a lot of pressure. The hest. Yeah, or in a good way. Yira here is an ennobling yira. Yira doesn't mean fear. You're going to punish me because you know I, I, you don't like what I look like. Yira means reverence, uh, real respect, like bittel. Yira means you're plugged in. Sashem <laughs> lekechatira. Like, the rabbis told me the chachamim. Can be at the full expression and still feel comfortable next to the rabbi. Yeah. Now, there is an element of healthy awe. There is that element, but it's not, a, it's, it's a beautiful awe. You know, you, sometimes you're in the presence of, uh, you know, nature, you know, sometimes you see something like, you know, you're like, vayaram vayanu, vayam do you, it's an awe, there's a sense of distance because, wow. 
the, the magnitude of it overwhelms you. That's that's very powerful awe. Huh? You this you can't fake, too. And I understand why. If I get disappointed again and again and again and again and again, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. What? It's 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 a survival skill. I have to protect myself. I opened up. My heart, and you gave me a stab. So I opened up, boom. I went to the hospital. Again, at some point, I don't open up anymore. Sorry, have a good day. And, and, and we have to be aware of this. You have to respect it. It's a survival skill. But some, at some point, you say, you know what? I'm big enough and strong enough to be able to handle it. And I don't want to jip myself off from, from plugging in, if I could plug in. If you're tuned in to someone, if you're tuned into a rock, Whatever it is, there's a soul level of connectivity. Yeah. So is it is it fair to say that, that this year that we're speaking of is a, a, a feeling, a mutual uh, feeling of vital, which is really connectivity? Yes, yes, yes. Then there could be ultimate connectivity. In very practical terms, if I'm surrendering my soul to a Rebbe, and there's even an iota of manipulation or exploitation, or even if not exploitation, but just an agenda to build, you know, his ego, whatever that ego looks like, or insecurity. The surrender can be genuine. It's not coming from, it, 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 it's something, there's something off about it, because I have to shut down my mind in order to surrender. I have to be able to ignore things, I have to be able to, over, I have to be able to fool myself. So it's not, I, I, it's not comfortable. It's not genuine. Isn't that because there's a concept of a, a larger soul and a, a right? But that's the re- that's the real idea of a rebbe and a shamaklalis. So, in other words, the surrender is to God. Yes, always. The surrender is to God. The surrender is to God. There was a chassid of Reb Matula Chernobyler, the Halakin Chernobyler Magid, the Matula. He was a son of Reb Nachum Chernobyl. Reb Chernobyl was a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov and the Magid. He lived in Chernobyl, Ukraine. When he passed away, his son took over, the Matala Chernobyl. Most of the Tversky's come from the Matala Chernobyl, the Chernobyl and Magad. He, Kederich in Chernobyl, he would say chsidis, but very short titus, like a tish. You just said a halbavart, a half a vart. Some of his titus are collected, but very, very short. One of his chsidim once came to the Mittler Rebbe. The Mittler Rebbe was the son of the Balatanya. And he said chsidim is even longer than his father. The Balatanya was known as Chachmeb Chachbat, Chachmeb bin Adas. But the Mittler Rebbe, Rebbe Doiv Ber, the success of the Alter Rebbe, his Maimarim were even longer than the Alter Rebbe. Long Maimarim. He took from the Alter Rebbe, explained it and explained. And this person heard it. He was a Balkishan, he was a big mind and a big heart. And he was transfixed and enthralled. And he felt, he comes back to the Matla, and he says, you know, I feel, I don't know how he said it, I feel gypped. Well, why don't you ever do these things? Why don't you, <laughs> he's throwing a halbevart, red, fabreng, explain. He wanted to have Yudhiya Salakus. <laughs> he comes back to the Matla, he was honest with him. Like Lamanigora. So the Matla said, <laughs> Karagil, a very short vart, he said, the Gemara says, the Gemara says in Psachim, that Shimon Ham Saini, Psachim Kedushin, Shimon Ham Saini, Hayadoyish Kal Esim Shabbatoyda. 
Every S, he explained why it says S. The moment he came to S Hashem he stopped. He fell silent. Why? Because it says you should fear God. What's the S? There's somebody else to fear. Usually S adds something. Kabid also your brother, right? You have to put your hair in the mikveh too. I have to fear God and who else? Who else? <laughs> Pirish. It's quiet. So the Matla Chernobyla is telling him, the moment you start talking about Pirish. You don't talk. <laughs> you don't explain. You're not mefadish. The silence is what you do. That's what he answered him. <laughs> Oh, the next time he came back to the middle of heaven, he told him over the vart. <laughs> so he said, you had to tell, you had to answer him. The Gemara continues, And Rebakiva said, If you're a Talmud of Chachma, if you're a Talmud of Bittel, then the Pidish is not a stira to the Hashem if you're a Talmud of Bittel, Talmud Chachem, so the Pirish, the expansiveness, is not a contradiction to Hashem First of all, you see how Tzaddikim disagree. That's the first thing. <laughs> it teaches you, this was a disagreement, obviously, right? And there was Taka disagreement. But it shows you how two people disagree. That's number one. That's what I'm saying. It shows you how two, how two people disagree. I'm just giving a model. You're saying, because it's not a real disagreement. I'm saying, but the way they manifested it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was a different derech. It's a different derech. But I'm explaining how, you understand? But that's, that's number one. But that's not my main point. The main point is, what, what is he really saying? The rabbis told me, it's not a contradiction to fearing only God. Because <laughs> a real Talmud Chachem, what does it mean to be a real Talmud Chachem? You're a conduit. There's no I that's separate. So the year of the awe of a Talmud Chachem is Yerush Hashem. It's not, you're a nice guy, so you're not going to manipulate me. That's, that's not the vart. He's a good Talmud Chachem. He's an Ehrlich guy. Don't worry, you could fear that. No. Why should you fear anybody? Hashem's father told him before his death, don't fear anybody in the world besides Hashem. Including a Talmud Chachem. Because a real Talmud Chachem is this, this is what Altenab is saying. A real Talmud Chachem means what? Tan l'shaynim resecha. Dvari samti My ought to you is not an ought to you because there's no you. You're plugged in. It's a very subtle thing because there is a you. What do you mean? You're saying Talmud Chachemim. There's a Talmud Chacham, right? And I'm sitting at his feet. I'm not saying God. I'm saying, that's the, that's what Bittl is. And this you can't fake. You can't fake. You could fake it for a couple of, you know, months maybe, but really you can't fake it. You're right. The Alter Rebbe's shita was 
that self-transformation only happens when you empower the people to really grasp and internalize so they could talk to their own animal souls, you're right. But the Matala said, it's a steerit exodus. Because words and explanations, you need the fire, you need the purity. So the Mithra Rebbe answered, he's right. Taka <laughs> Piddish. But Rebbe Akiva was Megala, that you don't have to be Piddish. That oneness doesn't only have to be, doesn't only have to be experienced in silence, it can be experienced even in, in Pirish, even in the words. When the words are connected to the source. So why do you need it? You need it if you want to integrate. If I could live in the world of silence, I could live in the world of Dveikas, and Echanami. He did. <laughs> I once heard from Abiel Khan a story. It touched me very deeply. He said there was a Talmud, there was a Talmud of the Magid, his name was Reb Chaim Chaikul of Amdur. Amdur is a city in Ukraine. They called him, by the Talmudman, they called him Reb Chaikul Amdurer. The city was Amdur, A-M-D-U-R, Amdur. He was a fiery Jew, a big tzaddik, and he was a friend of the Balatanya, they both learned by the Magid. So he said there was a Chabad, a Chassid of the Balatanya, who once came to the Balatanya, and he said that he davens in Shul, and his neighbor in Shul, is a chosid of Reb Chaikalam Durer. And he says, this man, his friend, comes into shul in the morning, yeah, and he's on fire. He's on fire! And he davens, like the minig of, 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 you know, different Hasidic branches of different menagum of Dawid. He davens with so much passion and enthusiasm. He says, Sebren, Sebren! He says, I, I'm your student, yeah, and I come in. <laughs> And I have to learn, and I'm just and think. And then, after a long time, sometimes a little match gets ignited. And by that time, I already, I missed the minion. I missed the minion. So over here in China, so you don't have a problem, you can do the next minion. He says, and he, you know, just like this, the story I told you before is the opposite story. He was telling the al but like, you know, where did, where did we go wrong? So he said, I see this man, he's, just, he's right away excited, and I, I don't feel that. So he asked out to them. And where the words he used in Yiddish is, Erbrent, der Yid brent, und ich brennisht. He's on fire, I'm not on fire. So the Balatanya went into a dvekus. He didn't answer right away. He, uh, he went into a meditation, like a tr- spiritual trance, for a few minutes. Generally, I'm just going to say as a comment, when you respond from a place of bittel, you usually don't respond right away, especially to tough questions. You know what I mean? Because it's not impulsive. It's not survival. Like, I'll get you back. You know, you insulted me, I'll get you back. So he went into a place of dvekas. And then he, he, he came out of his dvekas. Al Trebi used to speak in a niggin. He spoke in a melody. So I'll say, tell you in Yiddish, he said over what the story is, how Al Trebi said it. Al Trebi said, <laughs> Er brent, er brent, chaykel brent in him, un mir villain as mezalalein brennen. He's burning. Reb chaykel, it was his alter. Reb they called him chaykel because it was his colleague. Reb chaykel is is burning in him, and we want. He said, we want. You should burn on your own.
Yitzchak, when he says the Taikun, meaning that is 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 the Shama or his body? Both. And it, it's really a tremendous thing, even the first statement, because he was so connected. And Reb Chaikel was a real man. He was a real... So, first of all, he was connected that Reb Chaikel's fire could burn in him. It's almost like you're holding a match. You're holding a... You know, you hold your match near the candle, right? And it looks like the, the, the wick is burning. The match is burning. You take away the match. You still need to light the wick. Rashi says, his closest with Reb Chaikel and the Munas Sadikim and the Eskashrus, it, it was burning in him. And don't underestimate that. Don't underestimate that. First of all, it tells you what connection is. And it tells you that the Munah of Reb Chaikel lifted him up. It's a very powerful thing. And that exists. The first generations of Chassidus, you see this a lot. And, and, and many of the colleagues of the Alter Rebbe disagreed with him about how he's teaching Chassidus. They felt this is the derech. Let them come, let them see what a davening is. Yeah? And everybody will go home already transfixed. Al-Tarebbe said, Mir Vilim is a lane Brennan. How do you do that? Oh my God. How am I supposed to do that? I need to light my own fire in my belly, in my Nefesh Bahamas. So I have to work through all my stuff. So that's why he taught the Chassidus this way. Mir vilim is brenan. Now there's something very powerful in the first way. Because if Reb Chaikel is burning in you, it's like a shmak of fire. It's a holy fire. I'm a chaya. And what do you have to do? You just have to let go. And it's not a small thing. And you had for generations a lot of Chassidim in different, different dynasties. You saw this nekuda. There was a fire, there was such a fire, a beren, and the, the, the way they were together, there was a unity, and they would come once a year, or whenever they would come, there was a very powerful one. There was an emuna. Obviously, you're talking about people who were not manipulative, you're talking about people who were, who were genuine. Now, what was Dalton Rebbe partly concerned of? What I think he was partly concerned of was not his generation. He knew that 200 years down the line... You're not going to have everybody like Reb Chaikal Amdur, Reb Levi Yitzchak Badichev, or the Chois of Lublin, or Reb Zusha of Anapoli, or the Noyim Elimelech. <laughs> not everybody. It's just the way it is, right? We all understand that. Huh? What's going to be really left of Chassidus? So if you can give people the tools to ignite their fire inside, you know, the articulate Teres HaMoshemtiv in a way, that it becomes like almost a sugi and gemara that can be explained, relatively speaking, and comprehended and grasped and internalized, and mostly a language that you could communicate to your own animal soul. In other words, you have to find the Rebbe inside of you. You have to find the Rebbe inside of you. In a way, it's a deeper type of connection. I'm connected to you in a way that I not, I'm connected to you, I become you. There's like a, a, a transplant. I become a, we, there's a deeper oneness. That's the Rabbis Tamid Chachama. So this is the whole Nikud of Matan Teira. The bittel of Lamer that my Mitzias is a conduit. Okay. I said if I run, that means find someone that you can come through. Mm-hmm. Listen, I say the Charav. 
is a mitzvah on everybody. A person has to have a mentor. A person has to have a guide. A person has to have somebody. Then there's the concept of an Hashem HaKlolis, a Rebbe. That's already deeper than a Rav. A Moshe Rabbeinu. But what's the Kayach of Moshe? Bittl. The Talmud Chachim is a Talmud of Chachma. There's no ego or insecurity that defines... doesn't mean he doesn't struggle. We all struggle. But the struggle is identified as a mission to be able to transcend and open yourself up. You have Bishama, you have Basila, that's not a stida. It's all Elo Vela Devilakim Chaya. This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at triple slash donate.